Welcome to the Think and Reform podcast. My name is Luke Saint. With me tonight, I have my dad, Joel Saint, and John Bingaman, and we are all part of the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society. The Think and Reform podcast is a podcast where we basically react to videos or podcasts or news, and we uh, give commentary, and we hope that uh, what we say is going to help people uh, achieve our motto, which is Think and Reform. And uh, tonight, we are going to be taking a look at a very uncomfortable topic. But the name of the podcast is by Allie Beth Stuckey, who is a very popular uh, personality in the conservative and uh, Christian in circle, uh, Christian circles. Um, and the name of the podcast, it's episode 788. It's called The Sextortion Key Scheme That Killed His Son with guest Brian Montgomery. Now, uh, I'm going to play the intro here so everyone can get an idea of uh, what's about to go down. It's not a fun one, but we believe that there are very important things that are communicated um, by commission uh, uh, via Ali and Brian in this uh, podcast, but also things by omission, things that we can see, uh, things that we believe are true that they're not talking about that they probably should be addressing some problems here and we'll we'll have a listen here here is the intro to this uh to this podcast let's have a listen walker montgomery was a 17 year old boy that had everything going for him until he died by suicide on december 1st 2022 after falling victim to a sextortion scheme on instagram and now his dad brian montgomery is trying to prevent this tragedy from happening to other teens. And so Brian is here today to share his tragic but extremely important story and to help parents understand the signs to look for and how they can possibly prevent this from happening to their own families. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Um, I think I ran across your story on foxnews.com and I thought, wow, my audience, which is mostly made up of moms, and there are some dads out there too, um, they need to know that this is going on. So let's start from the beginning. Um, tell me about your son, Walker, and everything that has happened. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we always talk about this thing. Is I mean, it's, it's almost like watching a movie. You know, it's like uh, yeah. uh, something you'd see on TV that you can't, you'd never think it would happen to you, just a kind of a normal family, really. I mean, we, our family has been blessed uh, without, beyond measure, just to be honest, and really lived what I would think of as a fairy tale life. I mean, been given uh, every blessing you can imagine. And um, I mean, our, our, our family was very normal. Walker was very normal, and we knew that. But obviously, when something like this happens, you start questioning everything. Um, but, yeah. um, yeah. we have my wife and I have four kids, two boys and two girls. Um, Carolina's our oldest. She's 18. Walker was 16. Uh, Bennett, his younger brother's 13. And then we have a younger daughter named Sarah. Um, she's 11. So, um, I mean, our story is we, um, you know, raised our kids in church. We've raised our kids, uh, to respect adults, to, uh, do everything you think that kids should be raised to do, you know, especially in a world today where that's a little more difficult than it used to be, it seems, especially my generation. Um, yeah. But, you know, to speak to Walker, I mean, Walker loved football. We, we love the outdoors. Some of the pictures you've probably seen of him, uh, some of those that, that you referenced. 
uh, when we were on that interview with Fox. Uh, we we farm, we uh, own land, we work, you know, we hunt, we fish. Uh, Walker had a passion for football. Um, really, that was a passion to develop. You know, about his seventh grade year started really to evolve into something he was really serious about. And, and so uh, we obviously supported him in that, and, and he was very dedicated to that. I mean, I guess if you could describe Walker in the context of who he was, he had a tremendous work ethic, and he was always supportive of his friends and people in school. And something we always loved about Walker is, you know, he was the kid that the parents, the, the teachers were always bragging on and proud to have him in their class. And he was just, uh, he wasn't perfect, obviously. We wouldn't be here if he was, but um, just mm-hmm. nothing that would indicate anything like this was even remotely possible. Okay, so uh, given this introduction, John, what do you think about what we're what we heard and we're we're about to hear? Well, it, it the the tragedy of this is just beyond my comprehension. You, to, to have your son uh, kill himself at, at the age of sixteen is, uh, and so we need to to preface that and say that um, that it's that's just awful. And tragic. And while we're going to have some criticism, we we have to to say that what we're trying to do is learn from this story, and not pile on this poor family. Um, it's it that they have enough trouble. Um, we 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 will have some criticisms, and uh, of of uh, their recommendations. Uh, in the preface here, uh, Ali uh, Stucky said that. Uh, Brian uh, Montgomery is going to lay out some of the warning signs, uh, which actually the, he denies that there were any warning signs. Exactly. Um, and uh, interesting. It so <sighs> I, it, 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 you know me. I, I've, I'm a, I'm an old softy, and I really hate to make criticism of people who are. Uh, hurting in a way like this, but but we will have some, and so I, I just kind of want to get that out there uh, early and say, you know, if if any of this is is uh, going to be hurtful to the Montgomery family, I'm deeply apologetic about that. Well, I hope uh, what we say isn't going to be critical of the Montgomery family, but what we want to be critical of is the Christian culture. Um, or I should say, uh, I should say evangelical culture, right? Um, that as distinguished from Christian, culture. as distinguished from Christian culture, that allows things or maybe celebrates certain things uh, that that they don't talk about, and um, it's not addressed in such a way that we that we that we learn from it, and uh, you know don't pass it on to the next generation. Um, you know, this, this ties in, one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because this ties in with what, what, what we were so critical about with um, Jen Wilkin a couple weeks ago when we did our podcast. And she made the claim that our kids, we know what our kids are learning. We know, we know, we yep. know what they're talking about. When they come home and, and they tell us basically everything that they come learned. Home, and come home from they, public they school. Come, come home from public school. Yes, thank yep. you. And, and, and that's basically the target here, the public school and where it meets and interacts with Christianity and the Christian response to it is what I'm going to be critical of in this podcast 
because you know this this his his shock at what happened to his son is in direct contradiction to the claims of Jen Wilkin and Christians sending their kids to public school because she was basically saying, "Oh yeah, you can control it. You can control you can be in control. You can know what they're learning and what they're seeing and all that kind of stuff. And this guy, without saying, is like, no, no, you can't. You can't. Because this child, this this 16-year-old, I don't want to say call him a child, but this teenager went through this horrific event in two hours, and the parents knew nothing about it. To him, there were no warning signs. And my question for Jen Wilkin, how, does, how did that happen? Was he not, was he not involved? Was he not, if he was involved more, would he have known? This, this kind of a thing. And I'm not going to say it's all 100% public school's fault, right? That the, the child is also to blame. The, the extortioners are to blame, too, right? But my, my, that, the claim that, oh, yeah, my, the parents can know everything that their kids are, are going through and doing, I think this podcast is in direct contradiction to that claim. And that's, that's one reason I wanted to address that, because that claim was completely outrageous by, by Jen Wilkin. Deb, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I... I, I wish, with, with two problems with the whole Jen Wilkin, uh, you know, discussion. If we can go back there briefly, she was up against a uh, professor from a southern Greek professor from the Southern Baptist Seminary, and I'm piling on perhaps a little bit on the um, interview itself or the so-called debate. But I doubt. I mean, I would love to have Jen Wilkin here right now. Say, like, Jen, talk to me about Brian Montgomery, right? Tell me, tell me how. Um, he failed. I, 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 I want to know this and, and what you would have done since mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. everything that's going with your, with your child. Yeah. Um, wh- how would you instruct him? Right. But unfortunately, uh, and sadly enough, there's no way that her interviewer, the guy she was, t- would ever even ask the question. Right. That'd be, that'd be far too revealing. But anyway, getting back to this. Yeah, I heard Miss Montgomery say, and I, sh- I share John's concern, uh, but I, I'm actually going to say that we aren't. Um, we aren't we aren't compassionate enough. If we can't come up with solutions here, we 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 um, which we are going to, as John alluded, you know, already uh, demonstrated, we have to come up with solutions for people here. We have to do that. And the first thing I caught was he says, "Well, you know, we we uh, we we hunt, we fish, all good, right? Raise them in church." Okay, good, depending on what church, right? But that's not all you raised them in. Hmm. Tell us what you really raised them in. Hmm. You raised them in public school. Hmm. For every hour he spent in church and youth group and whatnot, he spent in 10, 15, 20 hours being taught that God's irrelevant, that Christ is a fraud, and the Bible's a lie. Hmm. He is in the counsel of the ungodly. Hmm. He is standing in the way of sinners. He is sitting in the seat of the scornful. Hmm. Let's get that out. And I, I'm disappointed already that he didn't say that. Hmm. That that would have been helpful for this discussion. Hmm. So we're, we're we're already we're we're already swinging and missing and, and missing here. Yes. Um. So so John, do do you think that this this could happen to a homeschooler? Of course. Okay. Uh, I mean, let's be clear. The, the, while while this. A sixteen-year-old uh, was, by all accounts, a, just a normal, happy kid. Normal, happy kid. Uh, he's still a sinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think we have any sinners in homeschool? Uh, yeah. 
probably. You know, so yes, it can happen. Um, and 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 Montgomery's doing uh, a, a service here by exposing it and being willing to talk about it hmm. so that uh, any uh, father or mother who sees this interview or hears this interview uh, can be aghast and go home uh, and after they hug their kids tightly, their, their older kids, their older teenage kids, uh, tell them what the risks are. Tell them about the scams that, that happen on, on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it, it could certainly happen to a homeschooler because, you know, they're, they're sexual beings as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they, they have desires. Um, I don't know about you, but when I was a teenager, I was pretty good at hiding my uh, desires. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how embarrassed I was by them, I tried to, to be, uh, you know, play that cool but yeah, it, this, this could happen to anybody. Hmm. Okay, we're going to continue on in the interview here. Uh, Joel, do you do you agree with that? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, home, homeschooling is is no automatic protection. It, you know, and, and we said this often. It's not about the, you know, in other words, Proverbs tells us, "Cease, my son, to hear instruction that it will cause thee to err from thy thy ways," or something like that, right? Well, that can happen. In any context, we know it's happening. We know it is happening in the in, in public uh, government schools, but it certainly could happen at a Christian school. Mm-hmm. It can, and it can happen in homeschool also. Mm-hmm. There, the, there is no, um, you know, outside of the which we'll get into later, I'm sure. But outside of the instruction of the scriptures and the application of the scriptures, there's no other panacea out there. Mm-hmm. there there's no, there's no other band aid here. There is yeah. a, and given communications the way they are today, which you know, let's go back, let's go back a hundred years, right? Uh, if you were homeschooled, you would maybe be able to say, not not likely, you know, the, this kind of this. Well, of course, it, it couldn't have happened uh, without the internet and without yeah. the, right, right. But but, yeah. but you know, even the corruption of the the morals. If if you were not exposed to it, if you had a godly home. Uh, you would l- much more likely have godly children. The the, the uh, Gary North, the late Gary North, was fond of saying, you know, we still have gatekeepers, but the walls are down, and and that's true for every godly family as well as for every ungodly family. The walls are down, mm. and we don't have control over what our kids are hearing, seeing, adopting, mm. and assimilating. Mm. We don't. We don't. Okay. Well. Given that, let's continue on in the interview here. Portrayed as, you know, a kid is involved in something bigger or doing something under the, you know, uh, you know that, that their, his parents didn't know about. But this all happened one night. This is not something that Walker had been doing for weeks oh. or months or years or anything oh, like this that. Was I mean, all Walker in the span, this was all in the span of, of one evening? One evening. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. So, um, about midnight on December the 1st, Walker, uh, received a message from someone on Instagram pretending to be a young girl. Um, and the message was just, Hey, what's up? You know? And, um, Walker replied and said, Hey, nothing, just hanging out. And so that conversation kind of goes back and forth. Um, they referenced that they're that they're friends with somebody else that Walker knows. Um, 
you know, a friend of mm. his, somebody that, you know, he's friends with for school and, um, and they do that for credibility. I mean, this is a, this is a scam. I mean, this is the best way I can describe it. It's a scam. Um, but it brings about consequences for the people that are being scammed way greater than the money that they're trying to scam out of people. So, um, anyway, um, they kind of exchange back and forth, just very casual conversation, just like two high school kids would. Hey, where you go to school? Um, it looks like you play football. How's football season going? Just very typical conversation yeah. that finally leads to a conversation of, um, hey, do you want to fool around? And Walker yeah. um, Walker says, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, let's open a, a video chat in uh, mm-hmm. Instagram, which is which is a you know, basically a FaceTime portal through the messaging center in Instagram. And Walker agrees. And um, that leads to a sexual encounter between Walker and what he believes is a 15, 16, 17-year-old girl. Very attractive right. girl. Okay, you, you, um, uh, inter- and... How, uh, technically speaking, how does that work? Because it's not a girl on the other end of the line. So do they, do they show a picture? How, how does that work? I was wondering that myself. Well, I think he I think he explained it in the interview. Okay. At, at the risk of uh, maybe stealing his thunder. I don't know how far you're going on the you're replaying the recording. Yeah. But uh, the Mr. Montgomery points out that girls are getting scammed in the same way. And what they do is they use those videos that the girls do to then they replay those for the boys. That's the bait. Right. So the boys are the ones they're trying to get the money from. The girls are the ones that they're going after. But how would they interact? How, how would it be interactive with um, with the boy? I, I, he, they're I, not interacting. With, it's just a... I'm not sure if... I, I, I think... Um, I, I suspect what happens is that they... Uh, they basically follow the protocol of whatever video they're they're showing. If it shows the girl typing on the screen, they'll probably type with her, right? If they're playing a recorded video, if she types on the screen, they'll, they'll type on the screen, right? If he says if he says something, she can just ignore him, right? She doesn't. He doesn't. Ha- she doesn't have to respond. Right. So I suspect they're just they're just playing a recorded video um, of a girl. Um, and, and then they, they show that to the boy and, and, you know, they, they type in instructions on chat. The girl doesn't necessarily have to say anything. And I don't think the boys are paying that much attention. Okay. No, no. Okay. I, I don't think they're figuring right. it out. You know, yeah, they, they've got something going on there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're very smart about it. You know, I suspect, and I, and they're successful. Well practiced. Yes. So that, that lasts for a while. And then once, as soon as that's over with, unknowing to Walker, um, they were recording him with another device from the other side of that connection, which was originating from Nigeria, we later found. Um, wow. And in that conversation, you know, it, you, I always kind of stop there because I want people to think about you, me, I mean, all of us as adults, especially, and even, you know, teenagers that maybe listen to this. I mean, just imagine yourself in the most compromising, most embarrassing scenario where you and us, all of us have found ourselves in. And what if that, I mean, for us, it's, it's been kept a secret, right? It's been kept to where the general public and the people we love and care about can't see it. But in that moment, Walker realized that that moment that you and I could imagine was real and it was, in the hands of somebody that wanted to 
cause him harm. And yeah. I can't imagine that fear. I mean, we were talking about fear a while ago, and, and that's really, you know, the driving force of this is there was a fear there, and that fear of Walker was, you know, what are people going to say? What are people going to do? And, and it wasn't yeah. good enough for Walker's imagination to wonder what people are going to do. That conversation starts now is very uh, adversarial. I mean, they say, hey, we've got this video of you. They send it to him. We've got this video of you, and and um, if you don't give us a thousand dollars, we're gonna send it to everybody that you know. Um, I can only imagine. I, I think it's important here to note that he goes on to say that they don't actually do it. Yeah, that I found I th- that intriguing. Yeah, I, I, they, they won't actually. I, I don't know if it's ever. I think maybe it probably has happened where they did, but. They just send screenshots of them sending it, but it's fake. They're not actually sending it out to people. So I, I, I wonder if if they're actually exposing themselves too much if they have too much of a footprint online and actually sending it to different people. and They're afraid to do it um, and, uh, because I think it might expose them to be found out who they are or where they are. Uh, so I don't know, and I don't know, but but he indicates that they were just faking sending it. So I don't know if they actually do, or if they just make it look like they do. But I think that's important, especially for for men and women listening to this. You know, they they if you ever, you know, hopefully you never do, but if you ever find yourself in this situation, usually they're just bluffing. They're 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 just bluffing. I think that's one of the messages he sends. He doesn't exactly say it, but he, he basically indicates that they were they were faking sending it to other people. Walker's fear at that point. Um, but that goes back and forth. Walker um, says, I don't have any money. Please leave me alone. Um, you know, this is, this is dumb. I'm not doing this. Um, well, that goes, I mean, they continue to build this mountain of anxiety in front of Walker. And okay, I'm going to skip ahead here. Life. He takes his own life. And so um, I, I, can't, I can't emphasize enough the reality of this all happened before midnight of December the 1st. Walker was 100% just like your 16-year-old kid. He's just a normal 16-year-old. Um, I... I, I... I have a small problem with with that statement. A normal, okay, yes, I agree. A normal by by cultural standards, but that's not how we judge normalcy. I don't think what he did was normal. Getting caught in a compromised situation like that was not normal. I don't think. I don't think normal people are so quick to to do what he did. I think there was something else going on. I you know, I I'm I, I question the use of normal in in that in, in surrounding this event. What he was doing was not done is not done by normal people to 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 get naked on a camera screen and then start doing certain things with yourself in front of a, a, a total stranger. Well, I, Are we willing you. to say that that's what normal people do? And I mean, you might say in our society, but as Christians, that's not normal. In Christianity, in, 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 
if if we raise our children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, that's well, not okay. normal. Okay, but yeah, okay, I think you just put your finger on it. If we raise our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, that's not normal. Right. That that is not normal behavior now. Right. So so that I mean we're struggling over the word normal here. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. Um, it's not right. It's quite wrong. Right. And what what what's happening there? And I I I. We talked earlier about whether or not the, the, the P word, porn, is, is even mentioned here. But it's very hard for me to believe that this young boy was not, at, to some extent, involved in that. If he could so quickly, over the course of one evening, right. get involved in something like this. Yeah. I wish I wish that would have been addressed in the interview one way or the other. Right. To, to me, this is just as... Sh- what I'm trying to say here is it's just as shocking as finding out that your daughter, your 16-year-old daughter, went to... Um, uh, went to a Planned Parenthood and asked for testosterone. Well, she was just a normal kid. Where did this come from? Well, hold on a second. Wait, wait. Th- there was something else going on in her life that caused her to desire testosterone. There's something else. So, so in that mind, in, in my mind, that that's not normal. There's something else going on here underneath the surface that you're not talking about. Now, I do believe that he was a normal kid by cultural standards because most kids are viewing pornography and it is uh, it is an accepted and even popular thing to engage in that and those acts and it, I you know even going to, to back in 2005 when I was going to a Christian working at a Christian camp um, the, the 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 dialogue that I heard the things that I saw what he was doing was actually normal according to those most of those uh, teenagers there back in 2005 normal celebrated and cool so your mom and I sent you to a camp uh, you were you were a staffer right I was a staffer how, yeah. how old were you then? I was 18 Luke, 18 at yeah. the time and it was seen as normal to what talk about these kinds of things and and, and even discuss engaging them and that kind of thing oh, yeah. that happened in this in this Christian camp that we Christian sent you camp. to. Yes, I mean, and your sisters, as I recall. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Two of your sisters, I think. Uh, just one. Uh, just one. Okay, yeah. okay. And this is in a Christian camp, and they're like discussing um, wicked things, um, it, it, vile, it, dirty it, things, it, if you will. The, there, there and, was as, this. There was v- this veneer that it wasn't acceptable to talk about it. Okay. But that certainly didn't stop them and still didn't stop them from, from them viewing it as normal, right? So it wasn't like they were blasting. We, we all kind of knew, okay, this is kind of like a Christian camp. It's kind of like like not accepts taboo. But still, their attitude, to, like the, that was to, 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 to talk about these things, it was taboo out in the open. But to do them was completely normal as long as nobody knew, right? Okay, because I, I think we're getting a little bit closer to pay dirt here because um... – Maybe some folks can't relate to having their children go off to school and um, in one night, you know, doing really vile things. Yeah. But I can certainly relate to uh, sending my ch- my, <laughs> my son off, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. right, to a Christian camp, mm-hmm. right, and being exposed to things that um, that you would expect to be exposed to in a government school, right. which we're talking about, to, but right. would not expect to be exposed to. In a Christian camp, yeah, but they were all government government school kids. Yeah, like mo- most, if not all of them. Okay. okay. All right. One one thing here is, is that if I understand correctly from the the conversation or the interview that we're listening to, is that 
unbeknownst to Walker, the 16-year-old, he was recorded. So um, I think, Luke, implicit in, in what you said, that it, something was amiss that he would engage in this. It's not like he pushed a, a, a send button or a record button or a, maybe, you know, he didn't even know his camera was on is my understanding of what took place here. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe a little bit, just a little bit different because, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, if he was watching this and he got a little too excited uh, and, uh, and engaged in something inappropriate, well, then uh, it, that's one thing uh, if he was recorded un, unbeknownst. It'd be a completely other thing if he said, oh, well, watch this. You think that's something? Mm-hmm. You know, I, so. I guess we don't know. Right. Well, right. It, right. What, what the dad said here is that, unbeknownst to him, they were, they were recording mm-hmm. through the the application. Right. There's a third party recording. Yes. Can you even do that without your camera on? Yeah. Yeah. There's you, ways you don't to do know. It. You don't yeah. know your cameras on, but that's why a lot of people put a post-it note over their cameras. Okay. On their laptops. Right. Okay. But but the girl could have easily just asked him to record. Could have. We don't know that. Yeah. We don't right. know that. We don't right. know. But yeah. I, right. I heard the dad say that they were recording him, unbeknownst to him. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So uh, yeah, I so I I I just don't think I I, I struggle with the, with the usage of the word normal. Yeah, I get it. I get you it. know, but but without knowing too much, it's really it's, I guess I can't make a judgment. But I, I'm just bringing that up that I I don't th- well you know I guess I'll just let him talk. And we were. A living a life that was our best life that we could have never in a million years imagined this happening. Um, mm. But we, I allowed, um, I allowed a risk to exist in my family, and that was technology that. Okay, you know, okay, th- th- there we, there we go. Okay, I mean, this kid got that message at midnight. Yeah, right. Yeah, that when's the last time you crawled out of bed at midnight to answer your phone? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And and now and now we're aiming it at the technology, hmm. and that's that's a problem. Hmm. Um, Proverbs, you know, talks about the strange woman a lot. You know, and in the very beginning, uh, well, going back to Psalm one, for example, um, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, stands in the way of sinners, sits in the seat of the scornful. Whatever else you want to say about what's going on here, um, this young man going to government schools is in the counsel of the ungodly every day of of his life. Now, um, what happens is in, in Proverbs chapter 7, I want to re- reference it a, a little bit. Um, Solomon starts out, my son, keep my words, lay up my commandments with you, keep my commandments and live, and my law is the apple of your eye. Meaning that if God's law is life, God's word is life, and to get away from it is deadly. And then he goes on to a, a, a situation uh, a little bit later in the chapter, for the, at the window of my house, I looked through my window and beheld among the simple ones, I discerned the among the youths a man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house. This sounds like this was all done, the strange woman, it was all done uh, online, quite frankly. He's going near her house. He's, he's devoid of understanding here. And... You know, we're going to hear various solutions later. Um, Department of Justice, uh, hotlines, 
um, FBI investigation, legislation. You know what I wish I would have heard and didn't? Is this. Did I fail at some point in teaching my son about the strange woman? That's what Solomon is doing here in Proverbs 7. What kind of, you know, and I was listening to this. Honestly, I was thinking to myself, how much teaching did I do when my children were young about the strange woman? That's what's needed here. Uh, we we had the problem with, okay, may, maybe not, uh, what is it called, sex torsion or whatever as, as such, but we've always had the problem of, this, of the strange woman and the deadliness that happens. And, and if you, I won't read it, but in the rest of Proverbs 7, there's an awful lot of talk about deadly. I mean, a dart strike through his liver, or liver her, 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 her house is or the steps down to hell. I mean, it's, it's deadly stuff going on here, and it's not the technology. Technology makes it easier. Yeah. I, right. I, I, I get it. Right. But I wish I would have heard from him. Mm-hmm. You know what? Either I did or I didn't. I, it, it'd be something if he would have said, you know what? I taught my son about the strange woman. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. Of course, if he did everything he could, he wouldn't have him in, in government school. Right. But that would be one thing. Right. But to just say it's legislation or, or any other thing other than what we have right here in Proverbs 7 mm-hmm. is, a, is a fail. Right. And, and, and Luke, it's a grand fail. Yeah. Because you're saying, we don't need this. Mm. We don't need to teach our children about the strange woman. Mm. We are going to solve it some other way. Yeah. And it's, and I'm, I'm reacting here a little bit, but here's where I'm saying we don't have the proper, um, we, we don't have enough compassion. Because it would be very compassionate to hear, we need to teach our sons about the strange woman yeah. like like it's right. done in the book of Proverbs. Right, right. We we can't pass a law that outlaws the strange woman. It's never going to happen. Right. It's yeah. ne- we can't legislate this problem away. It's yeah. just it's just it's just similar. It's it's just like the uh, you know getting rid of guns. Well, they're never going to go away. What you need to teach is responsibility about guns because we're always going to have them around. Either the bad guys are going to have them or everyone's going to have them. And uh, it, it's the same with this idea of pornography. You, you do have a responsibility to, you know, control the technology in your house and, and what your kids deal with. But there's an even greater responsibility because you can't always control what they get around. They can't always control what they see. You have to teach them proverbs. You have to teach about the strange woman and, and the the lust of the eye and all that, and you know, not be holding any vain thing. Yeah, th- this this Luke is a is a topic in the Bible that is addressed again and again. Mm. And I want to be clear here. It could be possible that you did everything you could do as a parent to teach your son about the strange woman and still something like this happened. Yes. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what effort did you make in the meantime? Mm-hmm. At the end, could you say, you know what? I, I, I did. I tried. We, we, we talked. We discussed. I did everything that I know how to do. Mm. That's one thing. But if you never even tried, mm-hmm. if you never had the discussion, mm-hmm. if your son is into porn and you don't know it mm-hmm. on your devices, yeah, that's your failure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and what's what's presented here, which is frustrating to me, is you know what? There's nothing I really could have done, mm-hmm. except except later he says, "Well, I I didn't really know the technology." Right. But in terms of the internal. Something that we talk about all the time, the internal government, which is what you're, we're really aiming at here when you're talking about um, teaching your children to stay away from wickedness. We're talking about governing yourself here. Mm-hmm. And all the, the, the that we're going to hear here, 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 all the um, checks, all the 
hurdles to something like this are all external. Mm. There's nothing internal. Mm. Mm. As I listened to it before. Yes. Okay. John? Agreed. Mm. <laughs> Say, um, give a recommendation to other parents. Don't allow your children to be alone with a phone in their bedroom, especially at night. So not that I'm trying to get you to go back and, you know, work out all of your regrets and what ifs, but, you know, just for the sake of warning other parents, like what, what would you have done differently? Like what kind of regulations or restrictions or boundaries do you think parents should have in place to at least try as much as they can to prevent something like this from happening? Yeah. So the, the reality today, you know, if I could, if I could go back, I mean, yeah. you know, that, that comes back to us to a spiritual question too, but I mean, just the reality of very practical safeguards, there's not anything good that happens from 10 o'clock at night till he, 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 he almost came to the heart of the matter there. Got very close. Got very close to coming to the heart of the matter and the real problem that's going on behind, behind this. And as a practical matter, he's correct. You know, for, for a young man, what, what good happens after yeah. 9, 30, 10 o'clock right, at night? Right, Probably nothing. Probably nothing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 6 o'clock the next morning. Um, True. There's, there's, not a re- there's not a reason. If, if, if our kids can't communicate with their friends during the day from normal business hours, so to speak, um, there, there's nothing that's going to happen between 10 and 6 that is that necessary that they need their phone with them in their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially for young men, so we're talking about 13, probably even a little younger than that now, but at, at least yeah. you know, 12, 13 um, through 18, uh, the access to information and to, I mean, specifically pornography um, See, there on it is. a cell phone. There is. There is. As a 16-year-old, I can remember if I'd had full access to unlimited content that looked that way and it was that vivid and was that real and what's real. Um I know what I would have been doing and most other men, if they were being honest, would admit to the yeah. same thing. Um, mm. And so, and that, and that right there is a little too much to ask for churches to talk about or admit what he just said right there, that, that teenagers, teenage boys should not have access, cannot be trusted with access to the internet from the age of 12 to the age of 18. And, 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 and I agree with them. We can't be trusted. Well, with unfettered, yeah, with unfettered well, access. Unfettered right. access. Right. It, it, you know, how did, Joel, how did how did we get to be in our 60s without having had phones when we were teens? Yeah, yeah. You know, that weren't mounted on a wall or actually had a dial. Um, it's, it's, do kids need phones? I mean, do I sound like a Luddite? But <laughs> yes, I, I mean, I, yes. I do sound like a Luddite. But, <laughs> I, you I can, are a luddite. I, I am a luddite. <laughs> you, you be so. I mean, John works at a mill that's a hundred years old. He's yeah, pure, right. pure luddite. Uh, pure <laughs> luddite. Yes. The you know, I can still remember my when our daughter was in college and she would drive off to school uh, in our car, not her own. Um, and my wife saying, "Well, she doesn't have a phone with her." Well, honey. <laughs> You went to college without a phone. Hmm. I went to college without. She has an app. She has an atlas in the trunk. If she gets lost, she can get the maps out. What? What? And she can find a phone. What's the big deal? What do we? 
why must we be in constant communication is a question that I continue to ask myself. And yes, it can be convenient. Emergencies? Yeah. Gosh, no emergencies ever got solved without phones, mm -hmm. you know, before the cell phone came out. It, it's just, I, um, but phones aren't just the problem. You know, it's now you're going to have to lock up the phones, yeah. the tablets, the Kindles, the uh, most kids have a computer in their rooms because they're studying. Yeah. You can't, you, it's hard. how do you study today without a, right. a computer? Your, your lessons are online, all those king, things. So now. Of course, I, sudden, I never studied with a computer, but anyway. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I'm not a Luddite. I, I think that, that the technology is, is great when it works. But it, it, it just, we have got, let me back up. I, I know I'm, I'm babbling. In the 1700s, when distilled liquor first came to America, when whiskey, nobody knew how to deal with it. There were drunks lying all over, all over the little towns all across mm. America, mm. because they didn't know how to deal with the whiskey. Mm. They, they, you know, they'd grown up on beer. Everybody knew what wine was, but nobody knew how to deal with the whiskey. And it eventually gave rise to the temperance movement, which ended up in the disastrous prohibition. But um, I, I, I continue to think that we're in an age of technology now that's akin to the first m multiple decades of whiskey hmm. where we don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've got yeah. to get our arms around this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What yeah. is necessary? What do we need? Mm -hmm. do, we, do we actually need all this crap? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. All this stuff. Oh, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I would... I, I would say this. I mean, we, I'm we, saying into a microphone right. <laughs> that yeah. we're recording and, and we're going to send out through the, yeah. yeah. the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Do we do we need this? It's it seems to me that all and this could be perhaps too general statement, but it seems to me that the problem is that if you all social media is uh, there's my general statement is a huge magnifying glass. It has shown us what's really inside us, and if we are not uh, able to to um, to govern ourselves, it's just become more obvious with social media. Yeah, yeah, and we have to say about this young man, out of the overflow of the heart came this tragedy. Mm -hmm. I don't say I can say anything else, John. I, I don't know. I don't know what any other. Uh, now we other... all get stuck in a. We all have weak moments. Yeah, yeah. Every one of us. Yeah, yeah. I I wish too that I mean. He, what what the father said there, and I, I, again, I, I share the um, I share the concern about the great pain, you, you know, and I could never, I can't imagine it's beyond, way beyond my imagination. But I wish I would have heard something from him, like, and my son was into porn. You know what I mean? He, we had a general statement about being exposed to it, and we kind of heard, like Luke, you were talking about normal yeah. before. We kind of heard it's normal. We said, mm. "Well, I know what I would have been doing." Right. Well, you shouldn't have been. Right. right. You should have had somebody telling you this is deadly. Mm -hmm. It's wicked. It's, it's going to destroy you. Very true. But we didn't get anything like that. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, this was, take, t hey, you know what? Taking that phone away is not going to solve the problem of pornography. Right. 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 It's not. Right. He's going to get a phone from someplace else. We we need all of us need to be taught right. govern yourself. Yes. I was I was disappointed in that. Mm.
that's uh, that's well said, Dad. And so the FBI looked into this, looked into this story. Well, let's just solve everything. To you, this is exactly what happened. Is there not? I mean, is there any criminal liability here? The people who scammed your son, are they going to face any charges, any consequences for pushing him to commit suicide? Um, you know, the FBI is very confident that if they find somebody, they're going to charge him. Um, <laughs> the question remains whether or not we ever find them. I mean, this, that's another aspect of the internet is it's, it's been created in such a way that you can perp perpetrate crimes and there's almost, it's very difficult to track them. So today, mm -hmm. um, we're still optimistic. Let me put it that way. Uh, without going to a ton of detail of what the FBI is doing and not doing, I, a lot of it I don't know. I just know that they're working, and they're working with the Nigerian government to try to bring this, um, bring these people to justice. And the reality is, Walker's not the only one. I mean, you couldn't believe now that um, I've been, you know, in these conversations. I mean, this week I've had three calls from parents. Three calls this week that have messaged me through Facebook or a connection through a podcast I've done and sent them to me. It's probably going to get uh, worse parents who's, as time goes on. And the majority of it is, is, is young men. Um, yep. You know, three different occasions this week of young men that have been extorted and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, yeah. This is not, this is not easy a easy spot. It's not easy to prevent. Yeah. Yep. There was a similar story that CNN reported Last year, from May 2022, there was a boy, 17 years old, just a very similar story here, straight A, stu straight a student. Okay, that's basically boy them talking about that, but I want to talk about parents, warning to kids. If, even if they have restrictions on their children, and even if they have as much oversight as possible, do you think that they should be having these kind of proactive conversations with their daughters and sons to say, Look, here's what a scammer looks okay, like. Okay, okay, here, here we go. Let's have a conversation. Right. Well, she's asking if they should. R right. And, and, Shouldn't and we be said, having yeah. this conversation? And and, and I, I wish, and we're not going to hear it. Hmm. Let's have a conversation about what the Word of God actually says hmm. about this. Hmm. Instead, we're going to talk about the danger, right? And and by the time we're done here, and, and it sounds like I'm being hard here, and you gentlemen can uh, you know, definitely respond if I, if, I, if I am. But it sounds like we're, we're still okay to watch porn as long as we don't get caught. We, we, we aren't hearing that the scripture tells us don't do this. Hmm. We're not hearing that. I think it's we're kind hearing of a, don't get caught. It appears to me that it's kind of assumed that the Bible, you know, I, I, I think these, they, these two come off as, you know, as educated Christians. So I think it's kind of assumed, but it is a failure if she says, shouldn't we be having conversations with our kids about scammers? N no, no, we shouldn't. We should be having conversations with our kids about pornography and um, the, the problems that come along so that when a scammer comes along, you're like, absolutely no way am I going to take my a, pants a, off or have this yeah. conversation a with you. A scammer has no shot. A scammer, scammer has no shot to somebody who's not into pornography. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I mean, and maybe you're right. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's assumed. But I wish I would have heard it. Yeah. Well, I mean, here it is. She sets him up for 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 uh, a good question here. Okay. Let's hear his response. Don't ever send these kind of photos. Or like, what do you think that kind of uh, proactive interaction between parents and teens should look like when it comes to this? 
Yeah, absolutely. So what I've what I've seen and what we're finding is, so I'll give you another example. So I spoke to a dad. It's been a month ago or so now. Um, he had right after I did that Fox News interview, um, he brought his son in and said, "Hey, look, this is what's going on. This is what you need to be watching for. Be careful of this." And um, this is what's happening. This was a town not far from where we live. So I mean, it was somebody. You know, we were obviously local to him, local enough that he it was a it was a very local example that he could give his son. Well, that was say on a Tuesday. Had that conversation. Well, by Saturday morning, he and his wife are gone to town, and the son is at home, and he falls for the scam. And yeah. once he falls for it, he goes and gets him five hundred dollars. He pays him. They want five hundred more dollars. Well, he remembers, you know, the conversation his dad had with you know about us, and he he at least recognizes that he's in enough trouble to call his dad and say, Hey dad, I'm, I'm in big trouble. And, yeah. um, you know, that's a win. I know a lot of parents, the yes. parents I'm talking yeah. to, you know, they're, they're just strong. They don't know what to do. Don't know what's going to happen if the content gets out. Uh, but understand that that is a win. That's what I told the dad. I said, you have no idea what I would give for that opportunity yeah. you have to make this as a, mm-hmm. as an, as a learning experience for your son. This is not the last mistake he's going to make. This is it. I mean, he's, he's sitting there walking around with a, with something in his pocket every day, that telephone that yeah. is filled with opportunities to make mistakes. So to answer your question, you know, what I hope happens is that parents, if nothing else, just show them if it's an interview like this, if it's a podcast, if it's me on, on my Facebook page somewhere, show them somewhere. And this is a good lead into this conversation because I tell kids, you know, the, the ideal scenario is you don't step in the trap. Because Walker stepped right in the middle of the trap. He got his deep. Okay, what's deep what's deep. the trap? Right. What what's that's the, the trap? ideal situation? We're, we're we're one step away from dealing with the heart of the issue of this issue here. We're one step away. And that's what frustrates and, me. And, and that's a that's this and this is again a dangerous message that people are hearing from this man who had just experienced the death of his son, and he has to tell people, listen, the ideal situation is don't step into the trap. No, no. No, that's not the ideal situation. The ideal situation is that you flee youthful lust. Yeah, the ideal situation is... To recognize the yeah, trap. Recognize yeah. the trap. Or, I mean, and don't even go near the trap. Yeah, be, and I beheld among the it. simple ones, I discerned a young, among the youth, a man void of understanding. Yeah. We're not talking about understanding of recognizing the trap. We're right. talking about the understanding right. of recognizing yes. the lust. Yes, right. The problem of lust. Yes, let's continue. And, and then... Passing through her street near her corner. Near her corner, right. What's he doing there? Right. Right. If only we had legislation to outlaw corners. That, that street. Well, yeah, that's what, that's corners. Right. Yeah. yeah, street yeah. corners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, John. John's going to introduce it. <laughs> legislation's going to fix it by introducing, by uh, banning street corners. No intersections. Everything's a traffic circle. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's continue here. Let's let's see if, 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 he, if he brings it home to the heart of this issue. The problem, he said, it's prob- It's usually with men. Okay, indication. What? What is usually with men? That we just, we're so stupid, we fall for traps all the time? Is that is that what the heart of this issue is? I submit to you, that's not what the heart of this issue is. And it's dangerous that people walk away saying, well, as long as I have this conversation with my child, that don't fall for the trap. You see what it did for that other guy's son? When we had the conversation. Yeah. I told him not to fall. He fell for it anyway. Oh, well, you know, I, it, in, like, in the, what? In the same week. In the same week. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think, you know, the way this is described so many times is we, the, the, the sextortionist, they want them to exchange pictures. 
And that is the case sometimes. And that's problematic. But I want people to understand that for the majority of these. Wait, wait a minute. Pictures, I'm stop there for a video. second. What's, what's problematic? What? Um, Ch- exchanging the pictures. Exchanging the pictures. Exchanging photos. Problematic? That's it? I, I don't know, Dad. I, I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Okay. I wasn't sure what I was hearing there. It was okay. a video of Walker. Okay. And the video was was not good. If you could imagine what the video was, he was on his side yeah. of the of the connection. And and I, I don't want to get too far into the deep water on that, but I want people to really understand this is not a simple picture of Walker yeah. nude. It's really this is a video. This yeah. is explicit. Right. And so it's not like yeah. when we were in our generation that you could if you were caught doing something, you could deny it or whatever. Yeah. This is this is beyond that this is and this mm-hmm. this induced a fear that i can't imagine really i can try to imagine because what if all of a sudden as a professional as somebody that is running a business and a family and involved in church and all those people that are looking to you to have a higher standard all of a sudden they see this what's that going to do to me tomorrow if i wake up to that that's what walker was faced with that's okay i'm sorry getting- to keep interrupting but we have here the standard of what do people think the standard of what does God think mm. is absent here. Mm. Luke is absent. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's true. The kid killed himself for fear of man. It's a very real fear. It is a fear. Yeah. And it is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 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 again, I think that the look where that got him. The, 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 this is failing again when we when we don't bring it home to the Bible, especially as a Christian podcast. When you don't bring it home to the Bible, when you talk about things like this, we're not talking about movies or trivia. We're talking about the suicide of his son, and his recommendation is to to have conversations with your kids about the dangers of falling into a sextortion trap, a sextortion scheme. And I submit to you that is not the correct avenue to take in this situation. There is a greater avenue. There is a biblical avenue you know when I, um, you know when when we when we address these issues, we have to get to the heart of the matter that men struggle with lust. That the phone uh, provides an opportunity for an outlet for the, for that lust or for a a a parasite for that lust, if you will. And then from there, we get involved in these traps. But what? It, where did this all start from? A sinful, wicked desire to view pornography. Now you have the means, and now you're in the trap. And in that in that scenario, if I just tell people to stay away from the trap, have I done my job in communicating biblical truth? I submit to you, no, I have not. There is a greater problem here. Um, if 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 someone you know gets into his car to go murder somebody, I just say I can't just say to him, well, don't just murder that person. What's the problem? You wanted to get in your car and go and murder that person. That's the real problem here. The heart issue, the sin issue, is the real problem. And we're not talking about that on this podcast with these guys. We're not. You're talking about the car. We're talking about the car. We're talking about the street corner where the adulteress hangs out. Face with. So the fear that it induces is something more than just a picture. Yeah. And um, so the conversations yeah. needs to be that kids look, this is something that is very serious and that you could fall for very easily. 
No, that's not the conversation that needs to be had. He said, this is the conversation that needs to be had. No, that's not the conversation that needs to be had. The boys, I tell them when I go to the schools, I tell them, I say, look, boys, your, your blind spot is that you have a physical need for sex. You do. Girls, you have a, you have a need for attention and people telling you you're valued and mm-hmm. affirmation. That's your blind spot. And so mm-hmm. what they're doing with the girls is they're extorting them for content. Mm-hmm. So once they get them hooked, they're because reco- that's what we expect Walker was looking at. We think Walker was looking at it as a, at a video of a girl that had been extorted. So the girls are paying by there you go. supplying them with content and the boys have to pay them money. So um, it's it's a trap. But this is, you know, yeah. this is I tell people this is the trap of today. You know, in a year, maybe we get our hands around this. Maybe we, you know, get to the point where we can prosecute some people and slow it down. But right now, the only defense that we have is awareness. That is it. Your kids have got to know this is there and you got, they've got to know it is rampant right now. Is is that our only defense, Dad and John? Awareness? Clearly not. Well, we just heard earlier, we heard awareness, right? And in the same week. Same week. He was entirely aware, hmm. right? Awareness? Hmm. No, a, a commitment to obey Christ according to his word. That's our defense. What, what this guy is saying is, is not wrong in the problem that he is, in, in the, 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 the direct problem he's talking with. It's true. We shouldn't fall for the traps. It's true. We should know about the traps. It's true that we should be communicating with our children about these traps, but the, the Bible goes deeper than that. And as Christians, we have a responsibility to address this biblically. This is not an example of addressing this problem biblically. You have a responsibility to, to go deeper and deal with the sin nature of mankind. He kind of talked about it a little bit, and I'd, I'd be interested to see his talks at the schools. He, he said you have a, a need. Well, I, I know for, it's not going to happen at the talks in the public schools. Well, what's that? We're not going to go to Proverbs 7, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Going to find a criticism of the public schools. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not gonna. No. Yeah, you're not going the, to. The problem is here. Everybody go home. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Fire everybody out. Yeah. I, and I th- that that is I, I think a failure of this podcast and his uh, responsibility to communicate to um, to the people who are who are dealing with this problem and families. That the real problem here, yeah, I know, I know that there was a problem that he that he fell into a trap, but that there's a bigger problem and a bigger issue here, and it's a failure of both of these people not to talk about it. Well, well, so, yeah, yeah, let me just address this a little bit. You know, he said the problem is that the young men have this uh, lustful desires and so forth, and and they do a need for sex. He didn't even call yeah. it a lustful desire; he called it a need for sex. Yeah, yeah. Well, what protect? Let's ask what protected Joseph. Hmm. Jo- Joseph had a, a, a bigger a bigger problem. He he had a bigger opportunity than this young man did. Mm. Can can we at least talk about that? Mm. What let's ask what protected Joseph? Mm. Good question. Crucial conversation is reminding us of the fragility of life. We're just not promised tomorrow. And that is why I work with this company called Epic Will. They are a company that again. Sorry, this is a uh, advertisement. Okay, so the rest of it is him talking about coping with the tragedy, Mm -hmm. which is 
this is a horrible, horrible thing. But the the the, the point of 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 this podcast is that there, in dealing with this problem, we have the spirit and we have the gifts. We have the scriptures that tell us how to deal with this problem. And as a Christian podcast, Allie and uh, Brian have a responsibility to bring it back home to the Bible and say, here's what God has. I, I, I know what I have to say about it, but here's what God has to say about it. That's the solution to this problem. It's never going to come around with awareness. Oh, I know about the adulteress. Congratulations. So did the simple guy. That's what he was doing down there. You know, by the time we're done here, it almost sounds as if whatever he's doing it doesn't. It's not quite like that because he because Brian did talk about midnight. You know, yes. after ten o'clock, mm-hmm. but it's too close to sounding like, well, this is not such a problem as long as he doesn't get caught in a sex torsion racket thing. Mm. You know, we can all kind of go on here and be okay. You don't think they almost say that. sounds that you, way. You don't think they'd say that? No, and, and they they wouldn't, and they right. don't. Right, but it almost. I mean, the, the the emphasis is on the trap, and again. The emphasis on again the car and the street corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean at least he, I wish that wasn't the case. At, at least he mentioned the p word. I mean honestly, yeah, good for him. That's good for him that, for saying that's, that. That's that's more than we can ask for for a lot of people, especially the pagans who think it's, it's healthy. And yeah. as recently as Dennis Prager, Dennis Prager from Prager, yeah, U, did you, did you hear about that? John? Authorizing the use of pornography in a man's life because men like variety. If it doesn't do it, blah blah blah. So, so this man, fraud. Yeah, he is a fraud. He, he he's a to- not Brian. I'm talking about Dennis Prager. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prager is a fraud. Yeah. After to, that, to, I was to like, say that all respect is gone. To say that. Yeah. Yes. Right. And and at least this guy on here said the word. He said it was bad. He used it negatively, and yeah. and that's that's Good for him. it's not enough. But but man, it's more than we can. I mean, it's more than we can expect from a lot of our leaders in our culture it, it, and in our yeah. churches. It's crumbs from the table, but at least it's crumbs. Right, at least it's crumbs. Right, and I, I wish Brian and his family um, the best in recovering from this horrible situation. I hope it. I hope he does save a lot of lives in his what appears to be now some sort of some sort of ministry. Um, and I hope he, he's effective, but I hope and pray that the Lord shows him the real root of this problem and he pulls it out and that just cutting off the, the limbs is not going to stop the growth of this thing. What do you think, John? Yeah, I hope so too. I, it, <laughs> as I, I'm ending how I started. It, it, it's an unimaginable tragedy. Um, and they're trying to they're trying to make something, trying to bring something out of it for other people mm-hmm. to teach other people. But as we've explored here a bit, and, and, and you guys much more than I, um, that they're not getting at the at the heart of it. Hmm. I mean, they, they're not getting at the heart of the young man hmm. because you know that it, it was in there. It was in there to to step into the trap to go near the trap but it's also in there to go down and, and get it get a gun out of his dad's safe and and shoot he himself yeah so that th- this is this you know luke you said this is going to be difficult it's even more difficult it's really difficult to hear about the uh, about what happened hmm. 
I don't know if tragedy is the right word. I mean, it is a tragedy, but it even seems greater than a tragedy because we, we use the word loosely sometimes, right? But it's greater than that because we hear about how horrible this is and we don't hear a solution. Hmm. It's, it's, it's harder to listen to. A biblical solution. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we hear. Well, uh, an actual solution. Right. Yeah, because that's right. the only solu- solution is a biblical solution. Right, right. We're, I don't care. He can. Luke, he could have a, a program in every high school in America, mm. and it's not going to solve that problem. That's true. And so we, we listen to an awful thing that happened, and then what we get is a solution, to your point, that's no solution. Mm. It's like a placebo. Mm. So it's, it's worse, Luke. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say it's a placebo, but it's just it's a Band-Aid that's not getting at the root of the difficulty. His, his own story indicated that it was a placebo. His own story indicated that it was. How, how, how so? That it basically did nothing. The story that he told about, he oh, I told my friend about this. Oh, and he had a okay. conversation with his son. Okay. Sounds like conversation or not, the son's still doing it. Now, and I, I agree. I don't, I, I don't think it is a placebo. I think it is help, help, helpful. But for some people, it is. It is just a placebo for some kids. Best well, case scenario is that it's a band aid. That's best case scenario. That's that it, that it is yeah, a band aid. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that to to me that's the key to this whole thing that uh, Brian mentioned. Someone else found it, found out about it, ha- had a conversation, you know, and that's that's the answer. I, I'm finding out to almost everything now. We need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation. Yeah, right. which is which is the old. Um, I don't know. Uh, even even the serpent had a conversation. Yeah, right. But, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, th- th- this will fix it. And it's that old problem that if you don't really believe what the Bible says about human nature, and, and that that's what's coming through here. There we don't have enough information, hmm. right? Uh, it's not a less problem. Right, right, right. Give them information. Yeah. And it's right. not information we need. Right. We, we have a problem, a sin problem that hmm. needs to be addressed. Hmm. But give them a little more information. Right. And yeah. that's what we heard here. We don't know. We don't know if the this the conversation that his friend had with his son actually led that son to say, "Wait a minute, I just heard about this. I'm not getting into this any deeper. I'm not going down that hole." And maybe, maybe that helped him. Right. Maybe it did. True. We we. It's very very difficult to say. Certainly, that's the way it's presented. Hmm. But it ultimately, it's not getting at the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, if, like you said, Luke, if uh, if you were to develop a program that would run in every youth group, that would say, "Okay, boys, let's go to Proverbs seven, <laughs> and let's let's get at the heart of the matter." Mm-hmm. Well, then that be a, that that would be a better, yeah, ten times more effective. Uh, yes, and and hopefully it would bear more fruit. But of course, I was already talking about youth groups. And you know that's that's probably a podcast for another day. Yeah, <laughs> um, about how they're run because you know that it's more entertaining than in, than uh, teaching than teaching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, a difficult uh, topic to discuss on a podcast, um, but uh, our approach is to think and reform. And when we hear these things, we have to think about them. And we have to reform the answers that are, are not biblical. They're not biblical answers. We have to reform them under a biblical lens. We're always reforming. Now, I, I, hopefully, Brian and his family 
can bear a lot of fruit in in the future years after this this horrible this this horrible thing that happened. Um, but Brian, as a Christian man, if he claims Christ, he has a responsibility to, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. I didn't hear much of that tonight on a Christian podcast where it was easy in all of your ways to acknowledge him. And that's unfortunate. And I'm not going to hang up my hat on any sort of uh, conclusion about who Brian is and what his walk is. But there are a lot of people listening to this who had an opportunity to hear Christ and his word. We did not hear that. We have a responsibility to be an ambassador for what Christ has to say about these things. And we just didn't hear that. And it's on a Christian podcast. We're not at a public school. It's on a Christian podcast. And if not the Christian podcasts, then where? Hopefully the churches, but even that, as I said before, has revealed itself oftentimes to be too much to ask. So folks, thanks again for listening to the Think and Reform podcast. We will see you guys next time. Don't forget, Think and Reform.